gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain it to time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out. Welcome to another Just Informed Talk radio show. I'm your host, Craig James, and this is a big show for the channel here, and I'm very thankful that you guys are tuning in. Today we're being joined by a very special guest. We had him on last week. We're having him on again this week, and I'll introduce him in a second. But before we get there, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you for joining us here today. It is a pleasure to have you, and uh, yeah, we're going to try to really dive into some big stories and news today, and I think we'll just go ahead and bring on our guest. He's joined us uh, last week. He's joining us again this week. He is a Air Force veteran with a military intelligence background. He's a friend of mine, but he's uh, also just a very valuable asset for intelligence and gathering intelligence his his background is speaks for itself uh without further ado i'd like to introduce uh my good friend nick no nick are you there yes thank you craig well i'll tell you what it's a pleasure to have you on today sir and we have a lot of stories i think we want to get through here of course this is tinfoil friday as they say and we're going to get into some pretty uh interesting uh, you know stories that that you're going to share with us here today but before we get into all that nick i want to take a second to remind uh, our audience of your background you have a background you were in the air force you worked at africom and ucom and you worked in intelligence you were responsible for taking and correct me if I'm wrong, compartmentalized information and data, compiling it into reports that were given to higher-ranking officers to make decisions in real time on the battlefield. Is that a correct assessment of your work, sir? Yes, I um, created sit reps and commander update briefings for every morning, and I typically would work the night shift doing that. Um, and uh, it is, I especially had a compartmentalized type of uh, uh, things that I worked on, especially in my uh, next assignment after that. But um, I'm glad that you had me on today this, and this morning here because I have to finish up where we left off. We were talking about JFK, and um, I was tying everything into uh, how we arrived where we are. And we've basically gone through the last time all the names of the people who were involved with the uh, assassination of JFK, their motivations, where the money came from, and uh, and now it's led to the point where we had just left off. I believe we were talking about um, how uh, Barry Seal was 
uh, you bring a cocaine in and, and why the Clintons were chosen for that. And uh, I've got a lot more information that ties back into the uh, Kennedy assassination. And then I can even bring us forward into 9-11 and how that's all interconnected with the same group, same families, same people. Yeah, we're going to get into all that here today. For everybody who wasn't able to catch our show last Friday, we did a very deep and detailed dive into the Kennedy assassination and what that created in the modern iteration of the deep state, where it came from, where its roots are. We went everywhere from the Bushes and the uh, Prescott Bush, his tie to international banking, which ties to secret societies like Skull and Bones and how those individuals uh, work their way into our government and that connected to the Clintons. And I think today we're going to kind of continue on from where we left off, like you said, and kind of explain to everybody out there listening what specifically happened uh, that led up to 9-11. And then we're going to try to really... Uh, dive deep into this with specific details and that that'll lead us uh, probably into the, the corruption at the FBI and the individuals working there so there's a lot to unpack here but before we get there Nick I want to remind the audience that that you know the reason you're doing this type of informational you know research and getting it out to the public is because you were a part of what has been known as the Benghazi incident, right? You played a, a bit of a role there. Let's refresh the audience on that real quick. Okay, so I was uh, working in the AFRICOM Air and Space Operations Center. We were over UCOM as well. Um, essentially where I was, uh, was the, uh, the brain of the body, if you think of it that way, um, with the subordinate units being the limbs and uh, um, your uh, the rest of your body there. So uh, everything came from subordinate unit, and we had constant 24 hours operations going. Um, there we were known not officially, but uh, it, where I worked was called the Wheel of Death because 24 hours a day, similar to the movie Minority Report, when they have the little ball come out with a person that's a target, people, places, things get targeted, and get shanned off from plans. Uh, combat plans over to combat operations where I worked and then we executed the uh, operation and plans and then that went back around and it kept uh, going in circles that way back to planning and uh, an assessment of the last day and it just that's what we did um, when I worked there so right and then you were you know we talked about it in detail last week so i don't want to go into all the detail again but to just to summarize for everybody out there you saw and witnessed the uh, uh, essentially the operational stand down that took place during benghazi and uh you you did a lot of research and you know tried to really blow the whistle on what happened that day because you know we watched people like hillary clinton get up in front of congress and essentially just shrug it off and say well who cares what difference does it make where you had uh you know you worked with uh the father of one of the individuals who was killed that day uh to get the truth out because obviously our government is is 
just completely um, as corrupt as the day is long, given what we know now. But let, let's let's not go into that again. Let's try to uh, start this new thread and, and almost pick up where we left off. So where we left off from my my recollection is we were, as you said, talking about Barry Seal. We were talking about we kind of went through the whole JFK assassination, who was possibly involved with that, the manipulation of evidence surrounding his wounds that, uh, you know, was trying to cover up the multiple shooter, uh, you know, the evidence of multiple shooters, and that that was all connected to uh, clandestine operations ran by our intelligence community, and that everybody pretty much who was a part of that story wasn't necessarily or quite who they said they were, uh, specifically people like Lee Harvey Oswald, who had an exper- uh, seemingly a background working with intelligence. And then that led us into kind of uncovering the truth about the Bushes, their influence, how Prescott Bush was related to our early iterations of intelligence, uh, gathering communities and then that led us to the Bush HW Bush becoming the director of the CIA after his possible involvement in the assassination of Dave, JFK and just a lot there was so much to unpack there uh, I guess we'll just pick up wherever you want uh, because there's a lot more I know uh, and we're going to get into it here today what, what do you say actually you know what well, let's take uh, a break <laughs> let's take a break all right sounds good We'll be back. Everybody stay tuned. Our good friend Nick No is gonna explain a lot. Here we're gonna we're gonna tie a lot together. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. The Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our friend and guest of the show, Nick No. He's a U.S. Air Force veteran with a background in military intelligence. 
We've been kind of establishing his background again for the audience who wasn't with us last week. And now we're about to go into what is essentially the deep dive into explaining what the deep state really is and how it came to be. We started at the JFK assassination, seemingly an appropriate point to begin from, because that's when things started going uh, pretty uh, south for our country, it seems. And it seems as though that was the point at which the intelligence agencies decided to make themselves, uh, make their force known, their power known, and, and their capabilities known, and they turned their efforts inward against the American people and anybody who would stand up against them, which explains why what we're seeing with Trump is no should be no surprise to anyone because he is standing up against the same forces that oppose JFK, that oppose uh, a lot of things that we, the American people, stand for, like sovereignty and liberty, because there's a, an exploitable nature to the relationship that they've created between us and them. Um, Nick, I, I don't know, but we got cut off by the break. I want to just let you go because I know you have a lot to cover here. Let's go ahead and just let you kind of run it down for us, starting wherever you think uh, we should to pick up from where we were last week. Okay. So I think we had covered how E. Howard Hunt was arrested in the Watergate break-in, and the CIA agent said he was running the team uh, and how, how, he's, how he was involved. So when he was arrested and he was in jail, he said he wanted $2 million to stay quiet. He was already saying stuff about how he was involved in Kennedy's assassination. And uh, Bill Lightkey, one of Bush's oldest, this is uh, Bush Sr., oldest and closest business partners, paid him. But he did it through a third party. Um, and uh, Bill Lightkey also helped him found the Zapata Oil Company. He then made Bush the sole owner so that he could launch his CIA operations from there. And uh, so uh, the money actually went to Ramon Rodriguez. He was a CIA-trained money launderer that worked at a Mexican bank. He claimed that he had paid Hunt the $2 million as hush money, and then Ramon was uh, the main money launderer for the Colombian drug cartels. And back in 1984... Bush sent Felix Rodriguez to pick up $10 million from him in Mexico to help pay for the uh, conflict in Nicaragua, which also was related to the cocaine shipments coming to the United States and uh, being used to trade for weapons because they didn't really have money. So that's that's the cocaine, right? This is what everybody talks about with like um, – it, it, we're talking about like the Iran-Contra type stuff here, right? Where yeah, yeah, and, they were running um, drugs and, and so, to support black ops, right? And, and the black budget, they were trying to, to fund their operations. They were essentially helping facilitate the drug trade. Yes, that that black money was used. I mean, it still is today, even with all of the uh, uh, covert activities. A lot of the black programs that are off the books are paid for by the drug operations and stuff like that. So you think maybe so, that's why uh, there's no incentive to really win the war on drugs or shut down the southern border, you know, as far as the drug trade goes? I mean, is that a fair thing to say? Sure. It's the quickest and easiest way to get cash that's untraceable. Um, 
you can, well, a lot of the times you can get that uh, with the drug trade like they do. Uh, of course, they would do the larger shipments, allow some to get through that they need and so on. And it's been going on for a long time. Is that, do you think so, that's like a reason why we might – a lot of people say we're headed toward the CBDC and a cashless society, but I imagine if we had a cashless society and the CBDC, I don't know that the uh, the drug trade would fund the intelligence, the clandestine intelligence activities. It, like you said, it would be harder to get that untraceable, uh, untraceable money, right? Um, you could say that, but if you control the people that would be trying to trace it, if there was a crime or something going on, if you control that arm of the government that would be doing the investigations, you could easily cover that up, especially if you appointed the person uh, in control of it that uh, was one of your guys from inside the club. Yeah, like uh, Gary Gensler. You know? um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to sidetrack you. I know that you're, you're, you're doing this uh, rundown, but it's just th these are the things that I think uh, – a lot of people, when they hear the stuff that you're saying, I think they should also be connecting these other dots to kind of understand why what you're saying historically, the context of it, matters to this very day because, this, like you said, the drug trade, this, this practice is not something that's relegated to a history book and that took place once in the past and, and they, they you know, said, we're sorry and we're never going to do it again. Obviously, this is all still happening, and these, in a lot of cases, are a lot of the same players or, uh, you know, kind of acolytes of the same players. So, so continue, though. Sure, and um, you know, going back to the time when Nixon was in office, he, as I mentioned before, brought John Connolly in, who was, uh, uh, if I remember right, the mayor of Dallas at the time, but he was in JFK's motorcade. And uh, he said he would only come work in the White House with Nixon if he could bring the sec uh, uh, George Bush in uh, to the administration. So George Bush Sr. knew John Connolly. There's a connection right there, and, and this is documented. So, uh, but he didn't mention it in his biography at all, George Bush didn't. So John Connolly knew him, of course, uh, because they're both involved in the conspiracy to kill uh, JFK and um, isn't so, George Bush Senior like one of the only people to who has no idea where he was the day Kennedy was assassinated? Yes, you are correct. And uh, well, like, the funny I, thing I, about that, that is here. One second, though, for anybody out there listening who's old enough to know you and me, Nick, I know are you know when nine eleven happened, which was I guess equivalent because I wasn't alive when JFK was assassinated, but. I remember, you know, everything about that day, and everyone you ask, if you ask them, say, "Hey, where were you on 9/11?" I would bet you, you know, bet you that most people who were alive and not like a, a young, young child at that time would be able to tell you exactly where they were, exactly what they were doing, exactly what happened, how they found out. It is very fascinating that George Bush. Just, I don't know where I was the day Kennedy was assassinated. Right? That that just you know strikes me as interesting as as it were but go on oh yeah absolutely so what you're describing is called flashbulb memory when something i don't know traumatic or significant in your life occurs then uh your brain stores a lot of the information as you were describing where you remember exactly where you were at that time and place um you know luckily though george bush was um 
you know, arrogant and George Bush Sr. And he actually called into the FBI the same day, only a couple of hours actually after the assassination. So the documentation from the FBI said that he called in at 1.45 p.m., one hour and 15 minutes after the shooting. So George H.W. Bush, you know, the president of this, and this is what it said on in the information that was taken down by the FBI. George H.W. Bush, president of the Zapata Offshore Drilling Company, called from Tyler, Texas, according to what was told to the recorder. He said that James Parrott had been talking about killing Kennedy when he comes to Houston. Bush said the date and source is unknown. How could you not know who or when this was told, but you know it, and that someone was, is planning on killing the president? Oh, no, no, that makes perfect sense. You know, like, when you think about it, uh, Tyler, Texas, if you guys know on a map, I mean, it's, what, maybe an hour outside of Dallas? So, it, it, and, and that kind of fits the timeline, right? So he was... Yes. So he was an hour outside of Texas, or outside of Dallas, on the day that JFK, what, an hour and a half, he calls the FBI after JFK is assassinated to tell them about... Another person who said they were gonna gonna assassinate the president. How interesting! But he doesn't remember what yeah, it was that day. Of course. That's right. Later, he was asked about it, and he says he didn't remember where he was on the day of the assassination, or making the phone call to the FBI. You know, this is, you know, Nick. A lot of this stuff is has already been out there for a while, but what we're gonna do with this show here today, and I'm very thankful to have you on, is we're gonna keep unraveling the complex scenarios that and complexities behind how all of this is connected but it is worth focusing on each individual part like we're doing here with understanding the uh, crazy nature of some of these these uh, factual reportings especially when it comes to what the even the FBI put in their own you know documentation that they're releasing to us right they're releasing this information to us after they covered it up for how many years. And uh, let's keep going, though. So we're, we're on from Bush and this Zapata oil connection and how that all ties together. We tied that together last episode. Let's keep going uh, from where, where we were. I, I don't want to keep interrupting you. Sure, no problem. So the Okay, so then something came later called the Senate Committee on Assassinations, I think is what it was called. So um, there, the night before, someone, with, his name is uh, DeMornshield, oh, forgive me, DeMornshield. His name is George DeMornshield. He was a wealthy Russian-born Texas oil man who liked to party with minimum wage clerks. And uh, here's, so based on his account, he said Oswald was actually uh, an admirer of Kennedy because they oftentimes would hang out. And, um, you know, so he got him the job at the Texas School Book Depository. And remember, at this time, Oswald was a double. He was working for the CIA, but also as a double for the FBI and shutting down the anti-Castro-Cuban camps and getting a handle on these anti-Castro-Cuban uh, CIA group run by George Bush Sr. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that, that so, for the audience out there, that, that kind of explains why he was the fall guy and why – they had Jack Ruby take him out because he, like you said in, in our last week, that he, I guess, was tasked by Edgar's FB, J. Edgar Hoover's FBI 
to go and infiltrate the CIA to expose, like you said, this anti-Castro uh, uh, Cuban section of the CIA, which was uh, working on things like, you know, uh, I think they were a part of crafting Operation Northwoods and those things, right? Yeah, Operation 40, and um, basically what they would do is go do raids on Cuba, go in there and, like, guerrillas and uh, kill people and then escape, you know? Um, so I want to bring that up because it all comes back to the same people that were involved in 9-11. Um, uh, and so um, with that, let me get back to where we're okay. So I'm going to cover something real quick before I bridge the next part. So remember the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Harrimans, all were uh, Nazis and Hoover knew about it. And uh, after the assassination of JFK, Hoover even made a memo citing that it was George Bush Sr. that came to answer for uh, uh, questioning. And he was, and he even put in the memo that was buried and unclassified that it was in regards to the assassination of JFK and the anti-Castro Cubans. And they launched the uh, Bay of Pigs invasion from the Zapata oil rig, which is, um, uh, you know, owned by Bush Sr. So, so going back to where we were, the um, the night before Demoisio was about to testify to the Senate Committee on Assassinations, he his head was blown off. He had said with a shotgun he had been he had told in an interview to reporters and in a um, video recording too, he said that Oswald was actually a, a great admirer of JFK. So when he got his you know the investigators get there and they check his person and they found in his pocket at the time there was a, an address book and in that address book there was an entry for George H.W. Bush and then in parentheses Poppy and had the address of 1412 West Ohio and Zapata Petroleum Midland and that's Midland, Texas so, so for everybody who's wondering that's right yeah and so the Bushes, Prescott, um, controlling the CIA by proxy, always since its inception. Then you've got uh, Bush Sr. involved in the assassination. Okay, so the Senate uh, Committee on Assassinations was going to have him testify, and um, that was in his pocket. So the. Uh, when we come back, we're going to pick right up. So we got to take a quick break. Everybody out there listening, this is Nick No. Air Force veteran, military intelligence background. He's helping us structure the the what the deep state is, right? We're we're giving you its foundational roots, and then that's going to tie in all the way up to 9/11 and what we're seeing happening right now with Trump and, and his uh, uh, issues with the FBI, because it goes all the way to Comey, Rod 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 Rosenstein, and everyone else. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately, while helping you gain greater control of you and your 
family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off compound. Pound it, whatever you choose, and get this. There's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-YREFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-YREFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Stomp on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by a very special guest, which we'll get to in just a second. Before we do, thanks to one of the sponsors of the show, thefreedompeople.org. If you haven't tried them out, go give them a shot today. It's pretty easy and simple. Just go to their website, the, T-H-E, freedompeople.org. Make sure you put the in front of Freedom People. When you get there, they'll uh, have a place where you can click a button to schedule a call, pick a date, pick a time. They'll give you a free 30-minute consultation and what do they do? Well, they help you legally and lawfully reduce your exposure to the taxman and other bureaucratic entities. They do this because they are experts and they can give you advice on how to set things up and they can help you do actually that. Set up things like express trusts, private membership associations, and other uh, services that you need to talk to them about. But thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Go to thefreedompeople.org and make sure you say, Craig sent me. They'll know exactly what to do now. Nick. No is our guest today. He is running us through the the history, kind of the infrastructural history of the deep state, if that makes sense. We're kind of putting all of these, you know, we talk about a deep state, we talk about the Clintons and the Bushes, but it's it's important to specifically identify by name who was involved with uh, all of these operations. And we're, we're starting at a, a historical flash, uh, I think, a flashpoint in history with the JFK assassination, which was the start of this hostile takeover of our government by clandestine intelligence services who are now at this very moment waging a, a covert war against people like Donald Trump and others who surround him and, and people who want to try to uh, restore this constitutional republic in this nation. And we're going to take this all the way up into 9-11 and, and maybe even beyond. 
because all of it ties together. But, you know, this is what JFK was referring to, I think, when he said in his infamous or his famous speech, you know, this is the guerrillas by night instead of armies by day, the monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that we are facing. Uh, as you pointed out, Nick, Eisenhower tried to warn us in his famous military industrial complex speech as well about this faction of uh, individuals who are beholden to secret oaths and not beholden to the Constitution and the oath that they take to that to represent the American people. And I don't know, man. Let's unpack it more. I'm going to let you go. I don't want to keep interrupting you. Uh, no worries. So one thing I want to say before going further is that uh, Bush Sr. was known as Poppy Bush, and um, the members of the CIA, at least going back in the past, were known as uh, the family. People, they discuss it and call it the family. So think about it in those terms. Uh, Bush Sr.'s father was running the CIA by proxy when it first formed Prescott Bush through his uh, business partner and uh, uh, another Nazi banker and uh, Alan Dulles. So uh, going back to where we were on the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations. Okay, so that was going on. It was to cover the assassination of JFK and, of course, Martin Luther King Jr. And, um, it, you know, when they were having people come there to testify, it, uh, you know, it was becoming clear that uh, the reason it was put together was because the people of the United States did not believe the public did not trust the findings of the Warren Commission. So that's why um, these hearings were put together to assess, uh, to cover the assassinations and, uh, and other illegal actions of the FBI uh, and company there and in the CIA. So um, the, uh, the committee had William Colby. He was a CIA director, and he was there testifying. He provided information to the Senate about Hunt being, E. Howard Hunt being in Dallas on the day of the assassination in the committee, to the Committee on Assassinations. Um, he was a person who famously explained, and a lot of people have probably seen this, to the Senate about the ice gun used for assassinations where it would shoot a poison ice dart into somebody uh, that's an adversary, uh, and they would, would not even be able to detect being shot, and also it would cause a heart attack and it was untraceable. Yeah, I believe so, that the uh, bullet that was, was a uh, had a, a a grain of rice in it, I believe, and it would it, it was made of ice, like you said, and, and it would penetrate the skin, then the ice would melt, and by the time the rice hits your bloodstream and causes a heart attack, uh, it's almost indetectable because of. Is that correct? I think that's that's what it was. I think the one you're talking about is the umbrella where they would stab someone okay. with an umbrella, and on the end they had the rice and little bitty ball. Okay. Uh, with, with it in there. Okay, I got that wrong, um, man. Uh, no worries. Uh, so, so this is all going to tie together. This is going to blow your, going to blow your mind and your audience's <laughs> mind. So, um, he goes on there and explains that. And in the middle of the hearing, Nelson Rockefeller was appointed to vice president, and uh, suddenly Colby was fired as the CIA director. So remember the Rockefellers, the Duponts, um, the Harrimans and the people I mentioned earlier, they are all Nazis. They, uh, they deprived the U.S. military of patents that were essential for making uh, strong rubber and also 
the uh, fuel that is necessary, and they provided them to the Nazis, providing material support, and actually hid it from our U.S. military that this, the uh, patents or even the, the formulas even existed. Uh, so keep that in mind. So Nelson Rockefeller was appointed the vice president, and suddenly Colby was fired. He was replaced by Bush Sr., because who else would be a better person to cover it up for the CIA than the person that was involved with the assassination? So Bush was put in, in charge, and then he covered up the uh, murder with the Senate. He just completely stopped talking to them, stopped cooperating at all. And, um, you know, so at that point, it was thwarted, and they basically couldn't do anything else um, because they had moved him over to that position. And uh, later on, you know, or for historical context, you've got the uh, with the growing body of assassination conspiracy material. You know, the Warren Commission wasn't trusted, so the Hart Schweiker and Church Committee hearings had uh, recently revealed before that that uh, the CIA had ties to assassinations and assassination attempts. And I want you to know that the I have the document that uh, none other than William Barr, Bill Barr, was asked in writing to destroy the evidence and any information provided to the, uh, in the church committee hearings, and I have that document, and I can share that with you, and perhaps you could put it on your website. So, so Barr is involved with this, okay? And then from there, you uh, move forward and... Uh, the next part here. By the way, I'm I'll, I'll link in. anything you want me to link, documents or anything otherwise, in the uh, description below the video. Uh, this is this will be on my Rumble channel, rumble.com/justinformedtalk. For anybody who's interested in getting that uh, material or information, I'll have uh, Nick send that over to me today, and I'll, I'll get that up later uh, today. So time goes on. Um, eventually, you've got. Uh, fresh people in there. You got Bill Clinton, who's a CIA stooge for the Bushes, still controlled. And uh, I want to remind you that rolling into the year 2000, after Bush, uh, baby Bush, was made president, um, only four days, be or no, actually six days before 9/11, Bob Mueller was put in charge of the FBI. He was confirmed earlier than that, but he started only a few days, I think it was the 5th of September and 2001. So he was going to play, run the cover for the Nazi. Uh, uh, there's a there's a neocon document explaining their, their plan to, uh, to commit the 9-11 atrocities and then use that to usurp power and uh, spy on American citizens and take away sovereignty. Folks, the rabbit hole is deep. We're here with Nick No. We're going to dive deeper in the rabbit hole. If you want to take some red pills, get some truth, stay tuned because we're going to uncover it all. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after a break.
The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take see. I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. Welcome back to Just Inform Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by Air Force veteran and military intelligence uh, operative, I guess you could say. I don't know how to put that better. Uh, Nick No, he has an incredible uh, way of, of tying a lot of things together, a lot of information that he's helping us unpack here. Uh, basically, we're drawing up a blueprint for the the modern formation of what we call the deep state who it involves why you know the clintons and the bushes and all of the rest of these characters have a vendetta not only against trump and the people in his sphere but then also against the american people because of the crimes they've committed because of the the things they've been involved with starting with the JFK assassination, and now we're heading into 9-11. So, Nick, you were talking about Clinton, and you said, you know, he's a CIA stooge, but let's just really quickly unpack that for everybody. He had a connection with uh, being the governor of Arkansas during, I believe, the Iran-Contra affair where he was helping the CIA run drugs. Was that is that kind of his background? And I think other people have said he may be one of the bastard children of, of – uh, either a Rockefeller or a Rothschild, I think Rockefeller, but I don't know about all that. What do you think of all that? It could be. A lot of times with these elite families and the, the Council of 300 and those people, they if they do have one a child that's an uh, extramarital affair or whatever, they'll have them do their bidding, but they don't technically count like fully as family, uh, and even though they may tell them that. Um, so one of the reasons that this is all tied to Robert Mueller, check this out. So on Gibson Island, it's where Mueller's grandfather, Robert S. Mueller, was is pictured with the Eugene DuPont and Donald Sherwood, and two of the three CIA directors that were fired by JFK over the Bay of Pigs fiasco are related to Robert Mueller III. So Robert Mueller who was appointed to the uh, head of the FBI, his father was a Nazi 
that worked for the DuPonts. He, he was an executive for the DuPonts. And that's their tie into it. So, you know, of course, they're all implicated in what happened. Um, and I've got the picture of them. You can share that later, too. And, and so that's tied into the JFK assassination and his family is involved with all that. So you got Robert Mueller coming in here and to run blocking for any investigations because they're about to do what they're going to do. So um, there's planning before 9-11. There's a project for a new American century that uh, was founded by William Crystal. And that guy's out there, if I remember right, that guy's out there all the time talking trash and, uh, and talking about how uh, uh, President Trump should not be president. If I remember, he is one of those people. And he was part of this project for a new American century. It was a neoconservative think tank based in D.C. and it's founded in 97. So uh, they wanted to reignite the policy of military strength and moral clarity. So that was what they said on there. And, um, and of the 25 people who signed onto it, uh, the principles were uh, Bush, J President George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Paul Wolfowitz, and uh, and those are some of the key people. And then within their documents, they had mentioned that there needed to be some sort of event to make all of these make their plans to, to more to morally clarify things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and keep in mind that uh, Baby Bush is also a Nazi. I'm sure that he grew up the same way as, as his father and his grandfather did. Um, and, uh, and so he is part of this plan to destroy America and, uh, and enslave everybody. And I'll bring that in later, maybe next time with the, uh, uh, Tavistock Institute, the Tavistock Institute had all of these plans to demoralize the United States and eventually get us to where we are now. And that'll be it for another day. So uh, September 2000, that PNAC released a Rebuilding America's Defenses, um, and, uh, and they, they believe that America should seek and preserve and extend its position of global leadership by maintaining the preeminence of U.S. military forces and advanced forms of biological warfare that can target specific genotypes. That is mentioned in their report. Okay, so what are we doing right now? What's been going on in the last few years? No, it what is that James very Bond movie? What is that James Bond movie? What is the whole concept with that? And they're, part of these guys' religion is that they got to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. All right, and that's, and that's yeah, part it's, of it. It's, so, a, it's um, a part of their karmic retribution. They, they don't want to face that. Uh, that's what I've heard, at least, that it's, you know, if they tell you what they're going to do and then you don't do anything to stop it, then they're basically free of any culpability for the actions that they take in short yeah absolutely and so um of course this all uh you know 9-11 happens is clearly an inside job of course the saudis were somewhat involved israelis were involved um and there's there's more going on that just simply there's there's some information that's not how is able it to be filled, let me ask although, you because, you know, I, I always try to pick people's brains on this. It just baffles me. How is it that to this day that two planes hit 
three it hit two towers in New York and three buildings fell and nobody to this day in our government has given us a reasonable explanation for how that could happen. D do you have any thought on that? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, one of the guys who um, he owned the buildings, he bought them for a song. He bought the two buildings and took out a tremendous yeah, insurance that's, uh, policy. Larry Silverstein for just before. Yeah, Larry, right. Larry Silverstein took out a billion-dollar insurance policy the day before the towers – or not the day, but but right before the towers got hit. And oh, yeah, it was within a couple of months. Yeah, it was a very short time period there. No, I just – I find that interesting because we're going to hit a break here in a second, and I guess this is a good point to kind of pause because we're going to – because, folks, we have another whole hour with Nick, thankfully – and I'm already saying, Nick, we're gonna we're gonna try to schedule you to get you on here again because, like you said, there's there's so many directions that we can go with all of these different things. So, what we're gonna talk about now is 9/11, who's involved, who's connected. But you just laid out this incredible plan that they had, where they talked about bringing this, you know, new uh, uh, morality uh, that they needed, and and I guess it's the justification for everything we saw from 2001 going into the future Iraq uh, Iran or Iraq Afghanistan the Patriot Act but it gets even worse folks because all the same key players that we're talking about here the that are associated with the Clintons and the Bushes they're the ones who are playing the key roles as we go further into the future from 9-11 to today this is the deep state folks we're we're, we're unpacking it we're laying it in front of you, and we're going to make this so clear. I think it's going to be unmistakable uh, for most to, to understand. So, so stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just the Forum Talk Radio. We'll be back after a short commercial break. Hi, folks. This is Pastor Bruce Miller with the Foothills Baptist Church family. Join us Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 for the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. That's Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4, here on 1360 AM. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our good friend, Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran with a background in military intelligence. 
we're piecing this deep state together uh, person by person. And, and, and Nick, we got a short segment here before we get into the next hour. I want you to just pick up where you were. We're going into 9-11. We're talking about how they had plans outlining specifically a type of attack like 9-11. I mean, I think some of their literature, Nick, even had pictures of the Twin Towers with planes hitting it, right? Are you there? Yes, I had on mute, sorry. So there, there's a lot to unpack with it. There's a whole bunch of, of data. We're talking two, two hours of just, just evidence being presented where it would take that much time to go through all of the evidence that points to an inside job with 9-11, to include Building 7 collapsing without being hit by anything, the fires being on floors that weren't even touched by debris, and the um, government... Uh, things that were inside of Building 7. And on top of that, the Pentagon, allegedly this guy flew a jetliner in a uh, in a pattern that's very hard to do, even with a uh, very capable pilot and aircraft. And then we're scraping the bottom of the, the floor or the ground as they flew into the Pentagon, where two Rolls-Royce engines did not even make a dent in the side of the uh, of the building. So these things are solid, you know, uh, solid, specialized steel. And uh, and the fact that there were no spots where the wings were allegedly went in uh, is, a, is a telltale sign. And then the day before 9-11, Donald Rumsfeld, who's part of this whole plan, goes on television and says $2.3 trillion is missing from the defense budget. They have no idea where it's at. And guess where was hit in the Pentagon? by the quote-unquote plane oh it just so happened to be the i know this one actually it, was, it just so happened to be the the office of accounting right it was where they were doing the budget stuff right that's right and then of course whenever they released the images um of the plane flying and there was one frame if you go through it you can still find it today where the the freeze frame is there and it is clearly the tip of a warhead the angle is not uh of an aircraft if anybody's like in the Air Force or in the military or flies planes, they, they know that that is not an aircraft that was... Oh, uh, no, you know, it's there. not it a 747 because that would be very clearly identifiable compared to uh, a, a missile, cruise missile, um, or some sort of drone. Yeah. Now... And, look, and, of course, the the footage from around there was taken, too, and the FBI still has never released it to this day that would have had a clear picture and uh, video of it uh, hitting the Pentagon. So I don't know where you want to go with this. Do you want to go into, because I know we can go all the way up to today almost with connecting this to the FBI and everything else, but uh, besides the obvious motivations for pulling off 9-11, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, um, chatter about what the true intentions were, but I think it's it's fairly obvious, right? I mean, you had the two wars, you had the Patriot Act, you had... Uh, they got through what they needed to get through. Uh, they seized the oil fields in Iraq. I mean, a lot of this was, I think, geopolitical and strategic in that sense. But a lot of it was just, you know, what, what do they call that? Full spectrum dominance? Is that what it's called? Where they want every everything under their control? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and remember that, that uh, Osama bin Laden 
probably wasn't even involved in it at all. Maybe he had a commentary after it. The uh, uh, He was actually in Iran the whole time after the attacks. He was put there by John Brennan. Yeah, we covered that last time, but we'll, we'll touch on that again. We have a whole other hour with Nick, and, and Nick, I know... I mean, we could we could probably do like a 10-hour show and, and not get through all of this. It's, it's that complex. But we're going to do our best to, to keep connecting the dots and move this forward. We're showing you who and what the deep state is. This is important information. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. We'll be back after this break for Hour 2. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The Roar of the Rockies. Francis Chick Powers. With an inside story behind a Christmas song. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts we traverse afar. The famous Christmas carol entitled We Three Kings was written and composed in 1857 by the Reverend John Henry Hopkins, Jr. He was an ordained deacon at the time in the Episcopal Church. He wrote the hymn for a Christmas pageant held at the General Theological Seminary in New York City. The carol is based on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It states that Magi from the east traveled to Bethlehem of Judea to pay homage to the newborn child. They were guided there by a star and brought to the baby Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. From the musicalsoundreview.com, I'm... Francis Chick Powers.
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com, use your promo code KHNC to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. This is hour two of the Just Informed Talk Radio show, and we're joined by a very special guest. He's a friend of mine, military uh, veteran, Air Force veteran with an, a background in military intelligence, and he's walking us through a, a, a complex set of relationships and circumstances that have led to the the modern formation of what we now refer to as the quote-unquote deep state, this clandestine force that exists within our government, which is actively seeking to undermine, I believe, the will of the American people because, as our friend Nick has pointed out, our, our government has been infiltrated by enemies. And this goes back to things like Operation Paperclip. It goes back to the Nazi influence in this 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 government and you know we, we're unpacking the connections between all the way from prescott bush to george hw bush to the george bush to the clintons and th- these people are important figures because these are the, the people running the show at least the ones that we're shown publicly and they represent a, a sort of invisible force happening behind the scenes that that a lot of these people we wouldn't know their names otherwise if we didn't get this kind of detailed, uh, in-depth dives. So, Nick, I know we were on 9-11, and we could almost, we could obviously do a whole show or several shows just on that 
in and of itself, but which direction do you want to take it from here? Because I, I, I could go a thousand different ways. What do you think? Well, um, tying me the Mueller's and with the other power players right now, Robert Mueller was the, uh, the son of a, his father's a Princeton graduate. His mother was a scion of a railroad tycoon family. And, um, and so, you know, his family is well to do. And then you've also got, um, in the boarding school he went to, and it was a, a choice for conservative WASP families. And yet Mueller and John Kerry were both in school at the same time. And they played together on three different teams, including lacrosse, um, and, uh, basketball, or I can't remember the other one, but they were all, uh, you know, he was the captain of the team and, uh, John Kerry, you know, admits this in, in interviews and talks about it. And so John Kerry's wrapped into all this too, probably through Mueller, uh, and, uh, the DuPonts and, uh, they were connected to the Bushes and the, uh, Nazi bankers who were, uh, basically reporting to the Rothschild family in, in the end, uh, so uh, rolling into where we're going next with this, uh, we have the, uh, I want to explain the Russia hoax and how it was uh, organized and done. And this is going to be for everybody out there. There's not been really an explanation of how it's all sewn together, but here's what it looks like when all of the pieces are sewn together. So it's conspiracy and treason. So. Uh, really listen carefully here. From 2001 to 2005, there was an ongoing investigation into the Clinton Foundation. A grand jury was impaneled, and governments from around the world had donated to the quote-unquote charity. Yet from 2001 to 2003, none of those donations to the Clinton Foundation were declared. Now, you think if you're an honest investigator, they would have figured that out. Uh, so, uh, look uh, so look who took over the investigation in 2005. It was none other than James Comey. Is that a coincidence? Probably not. So guess who transferred into the Internal Revenue Service to run the tax exemption branch of the IRS at that time? None other than Lois Lerner. Be on the lookout, Lerner, Bolo. Isn't that interesting? Lois Lerner and James Comey, Comey protected the Clinton Foundation from their ill-gotten gains and treason. Yeah, I mean, so for reference, they had a lot the, to lose. We know that the Clinton Foundation. This is something that's just completely disappeared off the radar, right? Amazingly, we were really tugging on those threads during the Trump administration with the corruption in that organization, and now you don't hear a peep about it. It's almost amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's maybe a good thing because the investigation is, is going to be vast with a RICO case there. And one of the good things about RICO is that you don't necessarily need much of a probable cause to get uh, access to people's information that are, that, that are part of the criminal organization. Uh, basically, you just have to be an associate, and it's a, a shoe-in. It can just go ahead and, and surveil them and collect intel in any way possible. So... Um, you know, so you have Lois Lerner running blocking for the Clinton Foundation and James Comey as well. And he was supposed to be in charge of the investigation. And uh, all that's just a series of strange coincidences. But guess who ran the tax division inside the Department of Justice from 2001 until 2005? 
I'm guessing it was somebody uh, we're, we're familiar with, Rod Rosenstein. Yeah, that's correct. It's none other than the Assistant Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein. So guess what? who the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation was at that time? It was either Comey or Mueller, right? It was uh, another coincidence, just an anomaly in statistics and chances maybe, but it was Robert Mueller. <laughs> so what all... <laughs> What do all four of these characters have in common? They were all briefed and or were frontline investigators into the Clinton Foundation. And that's all a coincidence, right? So a, This is a lot of coincidences, Nick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's terrible. These guys, they're crooks. That's all they are. They're just crooks. Well, it's amazing it's how it's like they actually think, I mean, the public doesn't pay attention. So I understand most low information voters and, and most of the public just have no idea, but you're like sitting here ringing off this coincidence after coincidence. I mean, at what point do you look at this and say, this is a conspiracy? And, and they go, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, no, I'm a conspiracy factualist. Like, this is all factual, you know? Yeah, you don't need a formal conspiracy with people with like interests and, uh, uh, you know, like motivations. Yeah, and shared motivations. Together. They don't. Yeah, and, and so, you know, James Comey leaves the Justice Department after that, and he goes to cash in at Lockheed Martin. And Hillary Clinton is running the State Department, uh, official government, government business on her own personal email server. The Uranium One issue comes to the attention of Hillary, and like all good public servants do, supposedly looking for America's best interests, she decides to support the decision and approve the sale of 20% of the U.S. uranium to none other than the Russians. The, wait, the I thought, I thought Trump was the Russian agent. What, 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 wait, what? No, I, <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm saying that and sarcastically. Forget, and don't forget, Bill Clinton got paid by a Russian oligarch to go give a speech. And I, I forget how much money it was, but it was uh, clearly a uh, bribe. Uh, and yeah, so, it was like uh, a half a million dollars. I remember that. So you think that would be a fairly straight-up deal, except it wasn't. America got absolutely nothing out of it. And, uh, however, prior to the sales approval, no, go I'll on. wait until uh, a little bit after this. Okay, the prior to the sales approval, no, none other than Bill Clinton goes to Moscow. It was 500000 for a one-hour speech and then meets with Vladimir Putin at his home for a few hours. All right. This is only going to get worse from here, I imagine. But it's all a coincidence, so yeah. go back to sleep, folks. You don't want to hear this. This is only the the truth about the, the deep state that is trying to destroy America from within. Uh, you, you, nobody should really want to hear this information. But if you do, stay tuned because we're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. 
Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Back Just Form Talk Radio. Uh, I'm your host Craig James. Again, we're being joined by our uh, uh, guest, friend of the show, friend uh, of mine here, Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence background, breaking down everything that's happened uh, and what the deep state really is. Now, Nick, a lot of this information is and has been out there for a while, but. We're trying to consolidate it, right, and trying to present it in a way that basically paints the entire picture up till right now and what we're facing and, and why there's there's so many knives out for Trump and the MAGA movement in general because this is why they, they wanted to and have been running these PSYOPs, calling us domestic terrorists, you know, weaponizing the DOJ and the FBI to go after people, uh, doing the entrapment scheme and scam like uh, January 6th. Th- it's because we were and are wising up to their scams and their schemes. And I think that right now, with everything focused on Trump and his persecution, it's almost like with the Clinton Foundation where these things just get completely dropped out of the narrative and dropped out of the the, the conversation. And that's why I'm, I'm thankful for you to on to come on here and let's bring it back. Let's let's go back and make sure that we don't just fall into that same cycle where, you know, we find out the information, nothing gets done and then we just move on. We want to keep raising the issue, sounding the alarm and saying these are the people involved. So we're, we're going to pick up. We're talking about Rod Rosenstein. Uh, Bill Clinton, the Uranium One deal, the 500K, which which we know from Peter Schweitzer's book, a lot of that stuff's been detailed. And now we're picking up with, uh, I think we're going to be going into Robert Mueller, right? Yeah, we, we had just talked about the 500K that Clinton got for his speech. Um, so uh, in the middle of this, I want to remind you that the FBI had a mole inside the money laundering and bribery scheme. And Robert Mueller was the director of the FBI at that time frame. And he even delivered the uranium sample to Moscow in 2009. Uh, so who was handling the case within the Justice Department out of the attorney's office in Maryland? Take a guess. I don't know, Rod Rosenstein? It was Rod Rosenstein. Yeah. These guys. This guy's all over the place. Yeah, they're not very creative. I think that they should have tried a little harder if they were going to try and cover it up. So uh, Rod Rosenstein, and he was in charge of the investigation into Uranium One out of the office in Maryland uh, for the Justice Department. So the department placed a gag order on the uh, uh, the witness and threatened to lock him up if he spoke out about it. So how does 20% of the most strategic asset 
of the United States of America end up in Russian hands when the FBI has an informant, a mole, providing inside information to the FBI on the criminal enterprise. Uh, you know, so very soon after the sale was approved, $145 million approximately in donations made their way into the Clinton Foundation from entities directly connected to the Uranium One deal. So guess who was still in the Internal Revenue Service working at the Charitable Division? None other than Lois Lerner. Okay, so that's all just a series of coincidences, right? Uh, so let's fast forward to 2015. All right, due to a series of, uh, of the events in the Benghazi attacks and, uh, and after the nine investigations, the House, Senate, State Department, uh, and Trey Gowdy, who was running the 10th investigation as the chairman of the Select Committee on Benghazi, discovers that Hillary ran the State Department on an unclassified, unauthorized, outlaw personal email server. He also discovered that none of those emails had been turned over when she departed her public service as, as Secretary of State, which was required by law. He also discovered that there was a top secret information contained with, within her personally archived email. And you know, sparing you the State Department cover-up, the, uh, the delay tactics, the excuses uh, that were employed, the, the outright lies that were spewed from the necks of Carrie's State Department, remember who Kerry is and who his connections are with the Nazis going back to Robert Mueller, the DuPonts, and uh, we shall uh, leave it at that. They did everything humanly possible to cover for Hillary. So now this is amazing, but uh, guess who became FBI director in 2013? Well, we all, yeah, Comey. None other than James Comey, who secured... A 17 no-bid contracts for his employer, Lockheed Martin, with the State Department, and was rewarded with $6 million, I thank you, President, when he departed his employer. Amazing how all those no-bids went just straight through at State, huh? Well, it's not hard so, when, you're, uh, yeah. when Hillary Clinton's running the show. Yeah, they're absolutely criminals. And so now he's the FBI director in charge of the Clinton email investigation, after, of course, his FBI investigates the lowest learner matter at the Internal Revenue Service and he exonerates her, nope, couldn't find any crimes there. And in 2016, James Comey drafts an exoneration letter of Hillary Rodham Clinton, which is not even something that is done. He just did it. It's not even a, uh, a typical uh, operating procedure oh, mean, for the FBI. You mean the FBI doesn't usually just exonerate people without any in investigation or anything? They're just like, hey, you're innocent. Trust us. Yeah, like an executive order or something. An executive order. James Comey says, "Oh no, she's in. She's innocent." Um, and, and meanwhile, the DOJ is handing out immunity deals like candy, and uh, they didn't even convene a grand jury to the uh, to see if there was something worth having an investigation uh, further. Oh, you mean they uh, didn't? They didn't help set up four grand juries in four jurisdictions to bring ninety-one felony counts against her. Oh, wait. No, that was Trump. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, and of course, they, they know that he knows all of this. It is like, like I'm, this is all public information that I'm telling you about. Yeah, nothing that we're uncovering here. here is, is like, this is not like some classified stuff. This is like the stuff we know they did that we're not, we haven't had any justice for. 
So I don't know. Yeah, and like a lightning bolt, a statistical impossibility, like a miracle from God himself, like the true gangster Comey is. James uh, Comey steps into the cameras of an awaiting press conference on July 8th of 2016 and just exonerates her from any wrongdoing. Do you see a pattern between these people? It goes on and on. You know, Rosenstein becomes assistant attorney general. Comey gets fired based upon a letter by Rosenstein. Comey leaks government information to the press. Mueller is assigned to the Russian investigation sham by Rosenstein to provide cover for decades of malfeasance within the FBI and DOJ, and the story continues. So Mueller comes in. He's the fixer. He comes in 9-11. He's the fixer, sweeps it under the rug. Um, and now he's brought in to uh, uh, go after their opponent. And Mueller, of course, um, is you know an expert in counterintelligence and all of those things. He's very well-schooled. And uh, with his family background especially, it's easy for him. So you got the FISA abuse, political espionage, pick a crime, any crime. The chances are that this group, a few others did it. Um, and so all the same players are all compromised and conflicted and all working fervently not to go to jail themselves. Okay, So they're all connected, though, in one way or another to Clintons, to the Clintons Foundation or their uh, cronies. So these guys are like bad battery acid. They corrode and corrupt everything that they touch. And so how many more lives have these people destroyed? You know, and just look at what they're doing still to this day. All, all of their predecessors, the people that replaced them, they're all singing the same tune. They wouldn't be in those positions if they weren't. So as of this writing, the Clinton Foundation and its 20 years of operation have been the largest internal charity fraud in the history of mankind. Uh, international, I mean, forgive me. And it's been audited, never been audited by the IRS. So let's not forget that James Comey's brother works for DLA Piper, a law firm that does the Clinton Foundation's taxes. That's Comey's brother. He works for DLA Piper, the law firm that uh, does the Clinton Foundation's taxes. So the person that is a common denominator in all these crimes above that are still going on uh, that escaped the legal maneuvers at the top of the three-letter agencies. So uh, that is going to be Hillary Rodham Clinton. Somehow she escapes, gets away, and never gets prosecuted, never gets investigated. Now, who is Lisa Barsumian? Barsumian, have you ever heard of her? I do. I have. I mean, I, I did research on her in, in real time. I think she's... Uh, I think she's from what I saw, CIA, but I know she's had many yep. titles and, and held many positions. So Barsumian is an attorney that graduated from Georgetown Law. She's uh, the protege of James Comey and Robert Mueller. So Barsumian, with her boss, R. Craig Lawrence, represented Bill Clinton in 1998. Lawrence also represented Robert Mueller three times, James Comey five times, Barack Obama, 45 times. Kathleen Sebelius, 56 times. Bill Clinton again, 40 times. And Hillary Clinton, 17 times. So these guys have been running cover for decades. And uh, between 1998 and 2017, Barsumian herself 
represented the FBI at least five times. So you may be saying to yourself, okay, who cares? Who cares about this Barsimian woman? Well, apparently you know, someone does because someone out there cares so much that they purged all of her Barsimian court documents for the Clinton Foundation representation in Hamburg versus Clinton in 1998 and its appeal in 1999 from the D.C. District and Appeals Court dockets. Someone out there cares so much that they even had the Internet been, has been purged of all the information pertaining to Barsoomian. So historically, this indicates that an individual is protected by the CIA and they are an operative. And additionally, Lisa Barsoomian is as highly specialized in opposing Freedom of Information Act requests on behalf of intelligence communities. So she's the blocker for those. And although Barsoomian has been involved in hundreds of cases representing the D.C. Office of the U.S. Attorney, her email address is lisabarsoomian at nih.gov. NIH stands for National Institutes of Health. This is a tactic that's routinely used by the CIA to protect an operative by using another government organization to shield their activities. That's uh, it would be uh, official cover or non-official cover. So it's a cover, so no big deal, right? Um, so what does more money, or what does more, what more would an attorney with ties to the U.S. intelligence agency community really matter? Why would it matter for her? Well, uh, it deals with Trump and his, you know, he had tariffs with the Chinese steel and aluminum imports and the border wall, DACA, everything coming out, out of California, the Uniparty, unrelenting opposition to President Trump, the Clapper leaks, the Comey leaks, Attorney General Jeff Sessions' recusal and subsequent 14-month nap with occasional uh, forays into marijuana legalization mix. But uh, last but not least, Mueller's never-ending investigation into the collusion between the Trump team and the Russians. So why does Barsoomian, why does it merit any attention? Because she is married to none other than Assistant Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Wow. They're all in it together. I mean, that's that's a fascinating set of uh, coincidences that are surely completely unrelated to one another. And uh, you, I wouldn't even look any further into it. As a matter of fact, I would say that this is all just a random set of coincidences that we should completely ignore and pretend don't exist and uh, focus all of our attention and effort on going after Trump because he, uh, you know, wanted to look closer and all this. Now, the fact of the matter is, this is how the deep state operates. These are the players involved. This is the force that tr Trump is facing right now. These same players and their acolytes and minions are the ones controlling all of these operations to go after him and anybody associated with him in his realm uh, this is a part of, I believe, what, what led us to January 6th. This is, these are the operatives in charge of, you know, th this ties everything together where, you know, you can make connections between most of these people and uh, the, 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 the people in charge of CISA, the people in charge of all of these bureaucratic organizations that keep telling us everything is, you know, on the up and up and everything is safe and secure and that there's no fraud and that there's everything's all right you know nick when we come back i want to just kind of pull this into what's happening today get your thoughts on some things and uh we're gonna keep going 
Everybody sure? stay tuned. I've got intel. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I, I got intel on the voting and how they electronically cheat. I have it in full detail. I thought you were going to say you have in, information that may lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton, in which case I was going to say you better, <laughs> you better get yourself some protection. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Justin Forum Talk Radio. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, the New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen to the lotion to the salve to the retinol cream to the tinctures to the cocoa to the coffee to the tea everything in between and make sure you try out the pet products as well they have pet shampoo and pet tincture you're not going to be disappointed these products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two three and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360khc.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer so go there and buy your products today and i know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me don't miss Swamp Fight this Saturday at noon. We'll be joined by Lori Sane. Lori Sane in the house. That's this Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1360. Welcome back to Just Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and we're joined by our guest, Nick No, a Air Force veteran with a military intelligence background, and he's helping us unpack who the, the key players are in the deep state, how it was formed from starting with the assassination of JFK when they basically launched their hostile coup in murdering a sitting president and then installing their assets across our government and then further entrenching themselves over the last uh, several decades we've we've unpacked the bushes the clintons their ties to the the families like the duponts the rockefellers the rothschilds and others and we're we're now talking about how those people those those families that we we throw around the names of are connected to people like john Kerry, connected to the bushes connected to uh, Robert Mueller, James Comey, and there's a lot more to unpack here. Uh, but if you want to, if you have a question for Nick, or you want to talk to him, or ask him a question, or text, you can text or call. The number is eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. Text or call that number. But we have a question texted in from one of our audience members, uh, Nick. If you don't mind, she uh, or somebody, excuse me, they uh, are texting in and asking how did these thugs neutralize jeff sessions 
they also say Rod Rosenstein then conveniently steps in. So do you have any, you know, thoughts on that, Nick? Uh, if I remember right, it was because Sessions had done something for the Trump campaign. I think it was rather meager, but he still had, so he had to recuse himself, if I remember right. Yeah, they got him with a recru- recusal. And, you know, a lot of these people, l- let's be honest, you know, when you get to D.C., it's it's blackmail. Uh, and who knows, right? There could be other things that we just don't know uh, with some of these, these key players because that's how this all is, is, is operationally ran, right? It's, it's blackmail and coercion and extortion, essentially. Right, Nick? Yeah, and the good guys, on the other hand, they run through cooperation and trust is how they do their, uh, their whole angle, which actually ends up doing a lot better than rendition and torture and, and, and threats of abuse. It's much easier to give people what they want and or do it in a friendly way. You get much more out of them uh, for assets you're trying to exploit. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, we could take this a lot of different directions. I mean, I, I know we only have you here for the, the second half of the show here, the, the second the last half hour. So are there any directions you want to go or do you want to just kind of freestyle it here? Because I could go a million directions from where we, we just left off. What do you think? Well, I wanted to talk about how the Dominion machines were used to cheat. And I can tell you everything, even to the ratio that they did uh, for the electronic cheating. I can tell you uh, a lot about it. So uh, I want to run through that real quick. So Dominion... I think at the time uses Democracy Suite 5.5A and updates to the software can occur remotely because all the machines had access to the internet built in and changes to the firmware could result in the cheating. So the machines have wireless network keys, the tabulators are outside the central account system hardwired or using Wi-Fi and the updates can occur with or without an internet Wi-Fi connection using internet access built into the machines. So they can use personal wireless network as well. So this is how the data flows. So you got ImageCast X, they send ImageCast, send that to ImageCast Precinct and ImageCast Central, and then it's sent to the federal tabulation. So the count ratio can be applied at any time at those levels of data transfer in favor of any candidate. So scorecard, is a is a software that's used by the CIA that's um, was used in the uh, Ukrainian coup that we did, at Hammer and Scorecard. So a Scorecard can manipulate in precinct and uh, in central count. So prior to 2020 election, there was only one image cast X machine in D.C. Now there is one for every state to send a federal vote count to the federal vote count system, which which is much harder to keep an eye on at that point. So all the votes from this precinct are switched from named candidate to another, and scorecard applies a ratio. So for an example, this is one they were using at one point. Um, they apply a 1.2 ratio for every extra vote, or every every fifth vote, they would, uh, they would do this, apply a 1.2 ratio for one extra vote for every fifth vote. Um, so for the auditing, the signatures must match the envelope and they must match both the envelopes and the actual ballots for 22 months per federal law. 
a lot of these guys got rid of their stuff before they were even uh, allowed to, according to the law, and they didn't match anything. You've seen that in the, the count over in Georgia. So it's supposed to match the signatures, with the envelopes, the watermarks on the ballots. Michigan ballots were replaced and don't match. The Pennsylvania changed their laws just before the election, which actually wasn't even legal according to their constitution. Um, and that's where they needed to, to challenge to get the revote, and they completely missed that opportunity uh, in the 2020 election. So scorecard can manipulate at the precinct and central count. So scorecard is uh, constantly checking to keep running a tally at all times so they know what needs to be manipulated and uh, scorecard is used in red areas they'd apply the ratio after they start losing so an alarm sounds between scorecard and hammer and indicates where ballots need to be dumped at that's where they that's what the software is used for in the computer they and that's and and that's when pipes burst and and voting tabulation centers get shut down and trucks roll up at 3 a.m with with pallets of ballots right Absolutely, and uh, Hammer and Scorecard use AI tech to monitor and quickly decide where cheating is required the most. So they have a literal alarm sound, and then they get uh, the, the filled-in ballots there as soon as possible to add to the to, the, uh, uh, to account for the, the added votes using the ratio. Uh, and where you can find the records of the cheating, and this is something that CodeMonkey did. He found it in the error logs of the uh, Colorado election where they were cheating. Oh, so, really? Uh, that's that's where we are log. right now, Nick. <laughs> you got to check the error logs because only a certain percentage of the vote is supposed to be identified as an error, and error logs must also remain for 22 months, and any percent over the federal requirements for the error rate is considered an invalid election. So these errors prompt the voting machine operator to choose which candidate was really voted for. So, for example, if they mess up the alignment on purpose of the fake ballots or whatever ballots they use, they could use ones that were, um, you know, purposely messed up. So then it would say, uh, it prompts the person feeding the ballot in uh, uh, or the uh, doing the tabulation uh, it to have them say or select who was really voted for. So the image records of each ballot will show that they scan the same ballots over and over. They did that in Georgia, if I remember right. And uh, they didn't even bring that part up specifically whenever they did an investigation with Barr. All they had to do is that, look at the image records and see if they had the same ballot scanned over and over, but they completely overlooked it on purpose. And it will show the paper manufacturer intentionally gave them misaligned specs to cause the option to change many of the votes. And, and that's the, the rundown on all that. Wow. Um, it's almost unbelievable. And I know that uh, a lot of the criticism from the uh, mainstream media on, on some of this information is is always pointed at the source of the information, right? They always want to try to, uh, you know, instead of taking a look at the factual information that's being brought forth like you just did, they'll say, you know, this person was a part of the, the, the information and, and they're, they're not credible because of X, Y, and Z. But the fact of the matter is what you just li- laid out, it lines up perfectly with what we all know happened and saw happen in real time. Our, our eyes were not lying to us that day when, you know, they, they predictively programmed us to be prepared for delays in tabulation. We see what chat GPT is. It, you know what's funny to me, Nick, and I know we're hitting a break here in a second. They, they want us to believe that 
it would be impossible for them to organize such a broad thing. But you just laid out how using AI augmentation, it would be fairly simple with a few, uh, you know, clandestine technological programs. And now, lo and behold, a few years later, we have ChatGPT. You don't think the CIA had a ChatGPT five years ago or something that's far beyond what ChatGPT is now? I mean, this is the world they want us to live in, Nick. They want us to believe that it would be impossible when it was so possible or three years ago. So listen, when we come back, we have more questions from the audience. Call or text your question for Nick, 877-536-1360. We'll be back after the break. This is Steve of Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360khnc.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time, sooner or later gotta cut you down, sooner or later gotta cut you down. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran with a, a background in military intelligence, breaking down a lot of the truth that they don't want us to see. He just broke down how Hammer and Scorecard were operational during the 2020 election. These are technologies developed to uh, undermine elections in foreign nations that have now been weaponized by the clandestine intelligence services here. It was an AI augmented system of manipulation that in real time helped orchestrate and facilitate the stealing of 2020 from Donald Trump. Donald Trump knows all this, by the way, in case people were wondering. And that's why he's so adamant that he won the election, because this information is what they don't want you to see. This is why judges won't hear it. A lot of the judges are terrified of the implications of this. This could lead to civil war. This could lead to national security crisis. But if you ask me, we're already in one. So Nick, um, we have textures texting in. If you want to text or call or ask Nick a question, 877-536-1360 is the number. Uh, one of our uh, uh, listeners, though, wants to know what your opinion is on this. They say, what entity slash operation was responsible for placing all of the explosives in Building 7 and the Twin Towers? That's from our good friend, Sandra. What, what, do you have any idea on that, Nick, or is it, is it kind of just, you know, who knows? Well, the best evidence that I've seen is that it was a uh, an Israeli front. It was called is the an institute for I don't know it's art. Uh, what is it called? An uh, exchange program for the Israelis, and, and of course they weren't art students. They were uh, Mossad assets and agents. So uh, there's actually a photo with all of the boxes completely filled in this studio. I don't know who that took the picture. It was a mistake on their part, but you can see 
the uh, name and the company and what is inside the box, and it was detonators. They had boxes and boxes and boxes of uh, uh, things used to detonate explosives. Wait, you're saying that an art studio doesn't need, you know, military spec detonators? I, I guess it's probably right, unless <laughs> they're trying to do some sort of oh, weird art. Gosh, yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, all right, Nick. So you know we've we've really ran the gamut here as far as uh, going into a lot of rabbit holes. This is Tinfoil Friday for everybody listening, and we're joined by Nick No, who is uh, uh, hopefully will make you a, a regular guest here because your your insights are fascinating and the detail with which you bring information I think is is uh, very valuable. Um, now, when we talk about you know directionally where we want to go from here. Do you want to talk about anything else particularly today, or do you want to just kind of to freestyle it from here? Well, I want to add on to what I said about the Israeli art uh, um, exchange student program. There was also some, there were some dancing Israelis, or Israelis, as you can look us up, that were dancing and very excited about watching from a distance. They saw the planes at the towers. They were celebrating. Someone called it in. And they brought a, uh, a bomb-sniffing dog that was indicating that there were explosives in the car, in the van at one point, and uh, they didn't find anything there. And, and um, as I recall that, with this story, allowed... these guys had uh, deep connections to like Mossad, and then were just they were put in prison, and then they were just uh, they were just deported almost immediately back to to Israel, and nobody's said anything since, right? I, I remember reading yeah. about this. It was a crazy story. And there's not an extradition, too. There's not a, uh, an extradition agreement there for Israel. So, they, you know, those guys are probably living large there, and there's nothing we could ever do about it unless the laws change or some sort of agreement happened with, with Israel. Um, you know, I don't. It, clearly, it's just a hand, <clears throat> excuse me, a handful of people that were involved in all of it. I mean, within the know of everything, there's probably some other people. Oh, there's something else I want to add in there that a lot of the gold that was stored under the buildings uh, for the trade centers was completely missing. All of it was gone. Uh, so someone went in and looted all the gold that was stored there too before the uh, the attacks happened. And um, the FBI actually was investigating that, and they came up cold. They couldn't find anything. They couldn't find where all that gold went. And I know this for a fact because one of my friends was dating an FBI agent at the time, and, uh, you know, that's what they're investigating. So, uh, and, and, you know, all this stuff is not a coincidence. This is all according to their plans. They think we're too stupid to figure it all out. And um, I'm here to tell you, it's, it's all there. It's very easy to find out. And the only way that they can stop us now, because so many people are awake, is to censor us or you know, attack us physically or... or yeah, I mean, uh, this is why we see all this new rhetoric about cyber attacks. Um, you know, I think what they want to do is pull the plug on the Internet because that's what's, that's what's allowed us to get this information... Uh, the, you know, the dissemination of information that uh, we've been able to compile, that it's allowed us to compile these these fact sets and present them is obviously a, a clear and present danger th uh, threat to their, you know, totalitarian authority, right? Yes, which is, 
you know, uh, it's a threat to the United States too. And, and I don't know if you've ever heard about this. There's something called Minutemen with uh, the Minutemen missiles. It's, it's the, yeah, the Minutemen are the guys who live in the silos that are, you know, can launch nukes in a minute, right? Yeah, that's right. And the original Minutemen were the people who responded, um, you know, and uh, they were volunteers and they worked for the Continental Army whenever America, the, the war had broken out. So um, I want to bring up something that I found really interesting is that, you know, you've heard about this Q operation, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, um, there's a general that I know. His name is Major General Paul Vallely. And he was getting interviewed on a, a radio station in Canada. It was on October 14th of 2019. You guys can check it out. And he answered the question about the Q information. Uh, so the Q and Q and on, quote, quote, uh, it, uh, it comes from a group called the Army of Northern Virginia. So this is a group of military intelligence specialists of over 800 people that advises the president. The president does not have a lot of confidence in the CIA or DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, much anymore. So the president relies on real operators who are mostly special operations type of people. This is where Q picks up some of the, his information. And uh, so um, the United States military intelligence support activity is shortened to intelligence support activity or mission support activity, nicknamed the Army of Northern Virginia. Yeah. And, uh, God bless uh, those men and women. Hey. We're about to hit a break. I want to just say this. What Nick's saying is that there's a covert civil war happening in this country. There are forces on both sides. There are forces of darkness. There are forces of light. And you know what? You can believe it or not. But how could you not look around at everything that we just uncovered here today and not realize that this is happening they, the, the one thing they can't have is you aware of it all. That's why they convince you in the media to not look closer into any of this stuff. But we're going to bring back Nick again soon. And, and Nick, when we come back, we're going to have one more segment and we'll wrap it up. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today.
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. Here's our final segment of the show. I want to thank Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran mil- with a military intelligence background. Uh, he's been walking us through a lot of information here today. Nick, uh, we're going to have you back on soon, uh, as soon as you're able, actually. We'll just keep going because there's so much we-, we didn't get into. But is there any final thoughts you want to leave the audience with? Um, yeah, you know, we just covered a whole lot of corruption, how all of the uh, the whole entire government has been infiltrated and how they're trying to destroy uh, the United States from within. Um, and I want you and everybody to know that there is hope and there are actions that have been taken for uh, making sure that the power goes back to the people. That's the whole thing, right, is that we have to, to give the audience out there and, and myself and yourself as well. We have to have that that hope that, you know, is that there is good forces working against this. And I trust that there are. And I'll tell you what, uh, I also trust that there's a, a great greater force than all of this. And that is God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why in our, in our final segment, we always leave you guys with some scripture to take with you in the, today and go out in the world and do great things. So without further ado, we'll do our God's grace is greater uh, segment real quick. And today I picked a verse actually based on our conversation today. And it's in Romans chapter 13, verse four. And we're talking about that. There are forces of, of good within our government still. And I believe that, and I see it because I see the men and women who are coming forward every day blowing the whistle, exposing the corruption, exposing the criminality, who are actually standing up against this. And if you're one of those people out there who are, who are witnessing this and you're working in the government or you're working for one of these clandestine organizations or, or you have the capability to do it, remember that in Romans 13, it talks about what our duties are as Christians to the state, but it's, it's a state that's ran by God's grace, right? That's under God's authority. And what it says in verse four is that for government is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For government is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. And I want to remind everyone out there that even though we have corruption and we have criminality and we have evil that seems to have taken hold of of large portions of what we consider our government, that in this particular case, we have to have hope that there are those who still believe in the word and are willing to do whatever is necessary to enforce it. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I know that they're out there and they're waiting for just the right moment to be a whistleblower, to point out the misdeeds, the corruption. There's, I know that there's even probably some people listening just waiting for the right moment and you'll know when it comes and uh, make well sure you you, you the blew right the whistle channels. so you blew the whistle so what's your message to them um i would at next year unload everything you can if you're if you know about some corruption or illegal activities of the government or uh the uh the infringement of our uh, constitutional rights and uh, the bill of rights then say something about it, do something about it, make sure you go through the right channels. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, 
if enough people do it, that they will just be overloaded and then they just cannot put out all the fires. There you have it. Nick No, Ben Ghazi, whistleblower, U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence operative. He's, he's, he's done this, folks. He's, he's walked the walk that he talks. And uh, I'll tell you what, we, we thank him for it. And uh, hope it, hopefully it serves, encourage, serves as encouragement for all of you out there. But, hey, guess what? We're already out of time. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll have Nick on as soon as possible. Uh, we'll get him back here. But that's it for me. We'll see you on Monday. Back again, same time, same place. Until then, this is Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots. Right.